Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 520 of the Drunk Session Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I feel like I'm in the twilight zone, Tyler. Yeah. And obviously, for good reason, in regards to what both of you and I did last night. But at the same point, at the same time, you know, it's like this day has been like a com- complete blur. Like, I think I had like maybe two to like four hours of sleep max for waking up and trying to continue on my day and stuff. But uh, you know what, though? Extra Life this year was actually pretty damn fun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, it's like, however, how, how are you holding up? <laughs> uh, I'm here, man. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. Uh, it was definitely uh, the last couple of years have been a lot easier. Just uh, I've kind of moved to your schedule a little bit. Um, and that's been helpful. I am, uh, but I am exhausted today. I'm very tired. Um, and we'll kind of jump into the full extra life day here in a minute. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing okay. You know, uh, got to I got to like, I slept for like, I think like four and a half, five hours. Um, and then, uh, I think I took like a 45 minute power nap during football today. So, um, unfortunately I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted to the night before my, I was, I was, uh, went to bed at like eight. I fell asleep a little before eight Friday night mm. and I was woken mm. up about two hours later, um, by my, uh, upstairs neighbors bumping uglies. Um, and that go- for two hours for straight. two hours yes for <laughs> damn near two hours um and you know and you're trying to sleep and yeah it's whatever it's it's friday night it's night it's like 10 o'clock i mean and, you know they're human beings i'm not gonna people people fuck um but uh yeah um that kept me up for a while unfortunately because i was like i drowned them out a little bit with my tv um and that helps but it's like it's also it's loud enough that like i can't sleep so um so yeah i, I was up till like probably like I didn't go back to sleep to like one and then woke up at four. So um, didn't get as great of a what started a little later than I wanted to. And I didn't get as much sleep as I was hoping for either. Um, but yeah, um, before we get into all that stuff, though, uh, if you're watching or listening to us, we appreciate it. Um, if you uh, if you look down in the not right. We're, so we're, we're doing this live right now. We're live, pal, um, <laughs> on uh, YouTube right now. YouTube.com slash Gen Gaming Net. I can't change it. That was our original um, uh uh, podcast name when we started this youtube channel um but uh look on there or if you look down the show descriptions later um or if you're listening to us later or watching us later it'll be down there you can just um subscribe ring the bell hit that thumbs up too really would appreciate it um but also if you're listening or watching us say uh subscribe go back download other podcasts on other podcasts uh every time you download the audio version of the podcast give us a little bit of money so uh you know we're just two guys to do this for fun um and uh, we don't really make anything out of this. We've we've invested, you know, a lot more. I literally just bought this extremely expensive computer, um, expensive for me computer. Um, so uh, to, you know, we can bet we can do this a little better. So uh, any little bit that you can uh, you can do that would really help it. Um, so yeah, do all that. Uh, you know, like follow, subscribe, look down there as well. You can see like the the Twitter, you know, our Twitter um, page, our Facebook page, all that stuff. So like, follow, subscribe, all the places that we're at. Um, tell your friends, share that with uh, also as well. I really, really appreciate it. But Gables, hmm. let's talk about extra life. Um, All right. Not really. You know, I'm not good with the whole thing, you know, rigmarole again. But you know, but you know, it's a, we do it every year. It's 24 hours of video gaming. It's always the first Saturday, uh, daylight savings times. 
um, mm-hmm. of, of November. Um, and we play games <laughs> 24 straight hours. We raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, sorry, I'm having trouble t- talking really hard today. So I'm doing my best I can. Um, and unfortunately, I do have to work tomorrow. So, um, but uh, I but I have uh, I have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So, not that I. There you go. You know, it just it just so <laughs> happens that there's a big game coming out that day. So I don't know why. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, we we do this. I, I raise the money for the Iowa City Hospital. Um, cool thing is we got this little like little care pack thing. Like we got like some cool like little stickers here. Um, yeah. Them and a couple like like I, I got like a handwritten thank you card. Like this sends all the people that um are participating and raising money for the Iowa City Hospital. So it's really nice of them to do. Um, I do that one. Gables does the uh, Se- Seattle's uh, Children's Hospital. Um, yeah, but yeah, this was uh, my 11th year. This was Gable's 10th year. Um, mm. and yeah, uh, I started, we, pre- we, we started at the same time at our local time. So I started at 4 a.m. Central and Gable started at 4 a.m. Pacific. Um, yep. and I was, I'm two hours ahead of Gable. So I was done uh, two hours before him. So, um, yeah, Gables, uh, tell me how, you know, kind of how your whole day went. All right. So how my day went kind of dictated like the night before. Because late Friday night, I had a major rain and windstorm that happened. It was like around close to, they were saying that it was like maybe going to be like 30 to 40 knots or something like that. But it ended up becoming more like a 55 to 60 knots, which means that we were looking at some pretty high winds, some like high winds, which did lead to some power outages and stuff. But uh, the thing about it is because my family and I live inside the middle of the town, we weren't as affected as much as say some people in the outskirts or even like or even like some people in town too. I mean, there were trees that were literally like uh actually ripped mm. out of the ground. Jesus. <laughs> Which that was something that uh, kind of caught both my mom and I. Like they weren't exactly like say full on healthy trees, mind you. I mean, they've been there like for a hell of a long time. There's old trees that finally decided things with seeing trees ripped in half, do this and that and stuff. But the main extent that we did have was like a power surge that happened like around close to 10 o'clock or whatsoever. But uh, for safety concerns and stuff like that, I decided to not begin my initial gameplay stuff at midnight like I had originally wanted to. Which, when I think about it in hindsight, it probably was one of the best things because I couldn't have gotten any type of sleep at all like towards that whole 9 a.m. to midnight portion because of the winds, because of alternating like electrical stuff. What's kind of funny is I actually tweeted that out and posted things on Facebook as well, and I actually had the official extra life. They said, "Hey, I hope you guys are doing. Hope you're yeah. doing all right with you and your family." I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, that was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw they know, commented to another thing about you, like they looked at your page they and saw yes. you reached your goal. I thought that was really cool of them. Yes, yes. You know, I smashed it honestly, and that's just the thing, though. It's like it started off less than ideal. I actually did get some sleep in regards to that, so I woke up like around four. Turned on my PS5, decided, you know what, let's go right straight in the center. I'm going to be starting God of War. Like, I'm going to continue on from God of War. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was only so much into it. I think it was, like, only about three or four chapters into it. And uh, (laughs) I know you hopped on and stuff. Yeah. And uh, we were playing games and stuff. I never thought in my wildest imagination that not only would I be playing this game for the entirety of Extra Life, which that was the case. I played this game, yeah. this one game, for 24 hours. I never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I never do that. In the time that I was playing through like uh, most of God of War 2018, by the way, I did not beat it. 
last night. No, I still have like about three other chapters, which Tyler tells me is like maybe about an extra hour, hour and a half. But that depends on if I want to complete the side missions or if I want to go forth and upgrade things to the full extent for the like uh, my weapons and stuff like that. But um, in the time that I was doing that, Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> he beat one of his games. Yep. He played two other games and uh, he's halfway through another one. I, no, I'm like two thirds <laughs> of the way through the other one. So two thirds. So you, so the entire time I was playing God of War, Tyler nearly beat two games. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy. Uh, it was a very weird extra life. Um, Absolutely, it was. It was very chill. Like you and I didn't really have too much issues in regards to the whole thing about streaming. Like both, <laughs> honestly, both of our animals were kind of like. Uh, yeah like starving for attention and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of hilarious. I had to constantly go in and out of my room because of what my folks needed and stuff like that. Plus what my dog needed and stuff because he acts like a complete baby, which he is kind of a complete baby, but, uh, adorable though, so. Oh yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, absolutely. I loved playing God of War 2018, dude. I mean, I thought that Guardians of the Galaxy last year was a fantastic game, which, granted, it was. It was my game of the year for 2021. Mm-hmm. This game, this game, man, it not only outperforms my Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's on another level. I mean, granted, I've played God of War games before. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was the infamous time where I played through the original God of War. I played through, this is on the PS3 stuff, right? So, like, the original, Ghost of Sparta, Chains of Olympus, those PS3 versions and stuff, I went through halfway through two. I never even touched three. So, I never even finished the Kratos' like, original series of things, you know. But I knew how two ended, and also I already know how three ends and stuff. Yeah. But uh, that left me with such a long time in between playing a God of War game. And I think eventually I did beat the original PS2 well, yeah, I think I beat the original God of War again during that time frame. But this is like back around 2013, 2014. Now that I think about it, I was burnt out of God of War for like <laughs> up until like around this. I think it was like uh, 2018, actually. And even when I got this game around 2018, I only played like about an hour of it. And I got distracted with everything else at the time. And... uh What's hilarious enough is now here I am. I'm close to beating it. Like, I almost beat the entirety of the game inside of a span of a day. Mm. Because the sequel is going to be coming out in like a few days. Yeah, we're three days out, baby. <laughs> three fucking days. I, oh my God. And we get our awesome controllers here in a few days, too. So that's pretty sweet. Oh, that's very true. And they don't usually like charge until like around uh, the time they of they ship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't see the shipment thing from I got my the, controller yet. I just got the email on Friday saying it'll be shipping soon. So, Okay, okay. But, uh, all right, so where to begin with this, though? I mean, gameplay, I think I've said on the podcast before when I did play God of War 2018 and stuff, it was something for me to get used to because I was so used to the whole fast-paced action in regards to the originals. But uh, definitely love the combat, more slower, more methodical and stuff. I got my hang i got the hang of it in regards to like uh the pacing of the combat in of itself my natural instinct was to try to rush everything but uh the enemies they'll gang you up they'll gang up on you they'll go forth and stuff you have to 
have the help of Atreus in order to not only stun enemies in some retrospects, but also in terms of uh, distracting them so I can get up behind them. I have it on normal difficulty. I could have went the route of just putting everything on easy and just blaze through it, yeah. but I kind of feel like that I'm glad I said it on the, in the difficulty that I did because I got the full extent. The difficulty reminds me how the original God of War was on the PS2, you know, which I did die quite a few times doing that stuff because of stupid stuff. But a uh, lot of great memorable moments, a lot of great boss battles. And because this game is like a 2018, I'm going to go ahead and just go on a spoiler frenzy and stuff like that anyway. We are, we are, people are probably playing it right now. Gables, I'm not, no, 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 no. Let's not go super spoilerly. All right, you know. All right, but I mean, there's a lot of people. I, right. I've seen there's I've seen a lot of people talking about they're playing just like you playing for the first time. Okay. Right now, so. All right, so I'll refrain from any major spoilers and stuff like that. But uh, there was, I think, I'll just say, like a tidbit. Like there's a character by the name of Bold, like a Boulder, 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 right, and stuff like that. You actually learn like his family ties and stuff like that of it, both his mom and dad. And what was interesting about that is earlier on you get to meet like uh, the witch like uh, her name is freya and stuff and uh she has at one point atreus throw away these particular type of arrows yep. and stuff Mist uh missile so, to mi mistletoe missile no um you had said something in regards to say like God. a mistletoe arrow is it, is it miss I'm, I'm double checking i think it's i think i'm wrong missile I'm go ahead keep talking well, anyway, it got me to thinking, right? And so I decided this morning, because I played so much of God of War, now I actually have a more of an interest in Norse mythology. Yes. I decided to. <laughs> I, I told you I can, I can, Come to I can do a college, a college course on Norse mythology at this point. Uh, mistletoe arrows is correct. So, yes. so I'm all, yeah, so like the exact same thing that, that happened to you when you first played through this game is now happening to me, where it's like, now I have an interest in Norse mythology. And I watched one video. It was roughly around 20 minutes long. And there was something that kind of caught my eye. Because in the game, they make me mention of, hey, Boulder has to have some form of a weakness, right? And then I was watching this video, and there's this particular youth. It ends up coming through that there is a particular type of weakness that I'm speculating is related to the arrows that... Uh, that uh, the witch Freya has Atreus throw out and tells Atreus specifically, if you find these arrows, burn them. Mm -hmm. Which honestly, when I think back on them, it's like, I knew that they had to have some form of importance because if she was so definitely dependent upon like, like definitely against you using these arrows in specifics, then she may have had put two and two together. Like, Hey, maybe sooner or later, they're going to come across that probably going to come across an enemy or someone and stuff that she does not want these arrows to be used against. At the time, I thought, okay, maybe this is something against her or, like, she doesn't want them to be used against her. But when I got to watching that, like, that specific video, I now realized, like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand why such and such, why, you know, in the God of War Ragnarok trailer that she is so definitely against Kratos. I'm speculating by the point. I haven't confirmed anything. I just want people to listen in, though. This is my speculation, that I'm predicting that somehow 
these guys are going to get these set of arrows and it's going to lead to this gigantic battle to where it affects Freya like immensely. (laughs) That's... uh... I know, Tyler. I know you're not gonna. Yeah, not it was just fun you yesterday listening to you like get to these points, and like just like you you like giving me your theories. And I'm like, okay, okay. I know, and I yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that uh, you're trying to keep quiet and try to do like spoiler free type of stuff, which I do appreciate because you know I've had issues in the past to where I've had friends like blatantly like blurt like blurt out like freaking spoilers to some shit or like. Like, oh, okay, this is why this, 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 and this is so good, because this, 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 and that. And like, well, you just explained to me the whole damn thing. Now I'm not interested in it. But uh, the boss battles. Fuck. Yeah, mm. these boss battles are intense. Like, you have the two, you have the two, like, uh, the boss battle, these twins and stuff like that, these two brothers and stuff you face off against. Fucking phenomenal. Because it's like, it's you and Atreus versus these two. It's such, like, a big, like, rumble type of feel and stuff. There's different type of phases in this matchup to where at one point you have to go forth and block and dodge in the specific moments and stuff. And then it leads up to and that was like right after you can like uh have this big old boss battle against this giant dragon, right? And it's like that dragon battle, that whole initial battle though, was fucking crazy as well. I mean, when you first see it and when you realize you have to fight this thing, you're like, well, <laughs> I'm this fucked. escalated quickly. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone some places. Kratos versus a dragon. Oh, funny enough, that kind of also had like uh, me calling back to and like uh, thinking about the whole the first time you do a boss battle is against like the high like like almost like a Hydra or something like that in the original COD of War, yeah. like the first oh the first serpent or something like that. Boat. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, you have. That boss, you know, kind of like reptilian and stuff like that, a big old serpent and stuff, and you face off against this huge old dragon and stuff. But what I've also liked, I've liked some of the side quests and stuff. They definitely tie in some loose ends and stuff. I love the banter between Kratos and, like, like Atreus when they're on the boat, and especially with Mesmer. Mesmer? Mimir. Mimir. God damn it. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though, with me. I'm fucking tired. They're they're hard names to pronounce. I couldn't even. So I, I don't blame you. <laughs> you got Yeoman um, Gander, the World Serpent. You know. Oh yeah, Yeoman Gander, the World Serpent, and stuff like that. But Mamir, man, this dude is so fucking like uh, cool and stuff like that. When you meet him, there's this whole specific things and stuff. But when he actually goes forth and joins you on your journeys and stuff, he'll give his insight and like various like history that regards to certain things and stuff. And of course, you know he is kind of a scatterbrain and stuff. Like, he'll forget things and he'll remember certain things. Oh, oh yeah, this is how, blah, blah, blah. It's like, why did you tell us this before? It's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because like, his, like, his, like, yeah, I don't want, never mind, I don't want to spoil it, I don't want to spoil it. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, man, the combat is so freaking smooth in this game. I never thought I actually wanted a Metroidvania-themed God of War game, but this is exactly what this is. And, uh, you know, I always thought this was kind of like a straight action game with kind of like a third person sort of s like behind the shoulder type of game to where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go forth and do this action stuff, do this and that. They're probably like set pieces and stuff. No, this is like an open world that you can go forth and explore every place that you could possibly do. On top of that, you have to come back to certain areas to bring certain items or learn different abilities in order to gain access to even more stuff. You know, it's like 
it makes you want to go back to those areas. Mm -hmm. And some of them you do regardless in regards to the story and everything else. But there's like what you're saying, Ty, like three or four realms where you can technically not go to at all if in order to complete the main game. But if you really want everything, you have to go to these worlds and like get the things or defeat specific things called like specific these guards and stuff called Valkyries, which I kind of do now know a little bit more about why these Valkyries exist. Mm -hmm. And it does tie into... And also it does tie into like Odin and all this other shit and stuff like that. But uh, also I also got little bits of like background things for. Uh, oh, God, the name of the wolves. The name of the wolves. Yeah. Golan Hati or. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because we see them like advertised in regards to the Ragnarok trailer yeah, and stuff like that. So a little bit. Yeah, and on the controller as well. I know you've told me about the backstory about them. I also checked in to, like, look at the stories of that stuff. But basically what I'm saying, guys, is, like, I, I knew for a fact that God of War was a fantastic game. My major problem that I've had in regards to not playing this game sooner, there's so many more fucking games. There was so many more, like, crazy shit I was going through in regards to personal life stuff, work stuff, COVID shit, all this other stuff. It's, like... Now was the perfect time for me to play this game. Mm -hmm. Finally, like around God, four and a half no, years, at least four and a half years later, almost five years. <laughs> April twentieth, two thousand eighteen, day that changed the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can, yeah, I can't. I, I'm I'm so happy that you're finally playing this game. I can't wait to. Um, we got three more days for Ragnarok. I can't wait to. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait Spence. to play that game. And I, I just I'm curious where they're gonna go from here. Like, is this it? Or are we gonna go to different? Um, you know, religions kind of and like mythologies, or is this like, um, you know, I I've, I've been avoiding spoilers like crazy on this thing. I've like you and I I show um uh, I messaged you like, hey, you might want to uh, uh on Twitter like mute some words <laughs> and like I went on there like I found out how to <laughs> when I did I muted like all these different terms and everything like that just to be safe because it's what's like, hilarious, you know, dude. It's I keep on finding specific terms and stuff when I go to like the the trends and it's like for you and stuff yeah. and it actually says the name of the something like that yeah. in another type of way and stuff like that i'm like god damn it i got well, i think it only, my i think twitter only mutes it in your feed but if you search for it or anything i, I don't i don't know i mean i don't know the, how that works very well but i think once you go to trends you're kind of like you're on your own but like in your feed like if someone tweets about it it will it won't show up in your feed so oh yeah yeah but uh yeah i took tyler's suggestion i did a whole bunch of banning of terms on twitter so that way i would not be spoiled by that or Pokemon Scarlet and Violet that come out the week after, yeah. like fucking next week, that game comes out got, and like got like nine days. I got, I got fucking Ragnarok and I got Pokemon Scarlet, dude. It's like two fantastic. Well, I'm not too sure how Scarlet and Violet are going to be. I Let's mean, hope. I haven't seen any reviews. Yeah. Let's hope they're fucking fantastic. But rest assured, though, it's like such a fantastic experience, such a crazy ass thing that uh, I went through, but yet. I know you play through a slew of stuff, so yeah. tell me about your extra life, Tyler. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a weird thing with extra life where, um, yeah, I still, like I said, I started at 4 a.m. and uh, I, I wanted to, I, I was trying to get Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope done before uh, extra uh -huh. life. So, I, cause like I had Bayonetta, like I have like Bayonetta 3 just sitting here. Uh, I hadn't even started it. I bought it day one, I hadn't even started it yet. And I'm like, I need to beat this before Ragnarok comes out. And I was telling you, I'm like, mm -hmm. if this isn't, I was saying it last week on the show too, I'm like, if I don't beat this before Wednesday, like it's just going to get lost probably. 
It's like, yeah, because mm-hmm. even like you were, like we were just talking about after Ragnarok, there's like three big, there's th- literally three games coming out next the week after, like Somerville, yep. Dark Pictures Anthology, and then um, uh, Pokemon, like Pokemon. boom, yeah, and then like two weeks later, you have Close to Protocol and uh, High on Life and Final Fantasy Reunion. <laughs> so it's like, I there's no break, there's no break for me. Um, I am sweating profusely. I turn the heat off. It's very hot in here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, I started like 4 a.m. I uh, I play you know I, like I do like I always do, play a game of Madden. Um, start with that, and you weren't on yet. Usually like, I hop on, you're already on. So then I saw your your message about because uh, of the the storm, you're going to be starting late. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I I started two hours before you and uh, played a couple games of Madden. I played like, f- four games of Madden throughout the day, I think. Um, but really, the kind of the meat and potatoes of that is I. I I beat Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Sparks of Hope. Um, I was like, I was like maybe just a little bit into like the fifth world, um, which is like the fifth mm-hmm. big, like the main world. And then uh, yeah. I did the uh, um, the final world, which was kind of nice. It was like three like bigger battles and then the final boss. Um, oh, okay. So like it wasn't like a full long world like the other ones where it was like the, the, the worlds aren't very big, but there's a couple hours worth of content in each world. So, I mean, more than that, I mean, it took me what was it, twenty three hours, twenty three minutes, twenty three seconds was my final game time, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it took me like probably spent about five hours or so playing that on Extra Life, um, finish it up. Um, and it's kind of like the thing I've been saying the last couple of weeks while I've been playing it. Um, where like I said last week, it kind of summed it up was like Mario plus Rabbids King of Battle was like my was like it's or it was like the rabbits fell into the Mario world, and this game is like the Mario, the Mario family, whatever you want to call them, um, is now in like the rabbit world essentially. And like all mm-hmm. like the cool, interesting enemies and all the like fun boss fights that sprung from that. Like you have the, the rabbit, excuse me, the rabbit donkey Kong and stuff like that. Or you have like the, the one, you have the ghost world where like, you have the, you have like the rabbit, uh, opera singing ghost. That was amazing. And like after every turn he would, he would sing like, a, he would start singing like opera, uh, and it was a cool, not only a cool boss fight, but a really cool, like, um, just boss in general. And just, like, very, like, well done for, like, some something you would never get if Nintendo was making that game. And it's, like, I understand, like, you know, like, my Nintendo and, like, a lot of people are, like, really string, uh, stringent and tight with their uh, IPs. Like, I get that. And that's, you know, if you're really good yep. at IP. Like, we see what happens when Mario lets other people work with their IP um, in the 90s. And it wasn't great. Um, but it was really cool. Like, we would never would have had that without ubisoft and that team get together and make that game uh and this one like i said it was just like it, you fought a lot of the same it's like it was just rabbits but like this rabbit does fire this rabbit can poison you this <laughs> rabbit does toxic like these are all the bosses that are all the enemies you're fighting there's a couple like you know bigger rabbits are like the tank ones and stuff like that um and the boss fights were great but i, I thought the really cool like i used the same three rab or uh trio for my team the entire time i used regular mario because he's like the He's the all-around guy. Right, right. Um, you ha- I used Rabbit Peach because she was, like, my healer. Uh, but also, she had, like, a... She can, like, do rocket damage. And, like, you can... Um, you have a skill tree, and, like, I can give her more uh, dashes so that you can do more damage right. throughout the throughout the world. And then I had uh, Rabbit Mario, uh, who was, like... He was kind of, like, my tank. And, like, he used, like... He had, like, these gloves on that would, like, do a lot of damage. But, like, he could do, like, a lot of, like, um, area of effect damage. But, like, he was all close range. Uh, and he was a tank, too. So... Um, I just used those and like the final, like what was cool is like that final, um, the final boss of the world five. And then that final world I was in, like you had to like 
actually kind of like made you like change up like which people are using like i was uh, in that final area, I was like, I use like Luigi, who was like a sharpshooter. Um, I use Peach. Like she's kind of, she's not like a uh, rabid Peach, but um, she has like an area of effect uh, attack she can do, but it's like, it's not as powerful. And it's like, you can go further out, you know, as like, it's not as like Mario, Mario, uh, Mario Rabbit, uh, where like his is close range to, to do damage. Like hers is more far away, but uh, obviously not as powerful. And then she can like use like um, buffs that like, well, like you just don't take any damage where like rabbit rabbit peach can heal you like um so like i was i was kind of bouncing around between different ones and like the final 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 boss like it makes you use all nine of yours of your i'm not i'm not really about spoilers for this game there's the story is v- very minimal so the final battle yeah. the final battle though is like you are literally you have to use all nine of your um your team and they're all broken up into three different platforms and it's kind of cool cuz right. like it kind of like mixes up your team so you have like th- three random people uh on each platform so it's like you get like okay well i've never used like because like all my like with with my three characters i use like i have uh moves that i use that can easily just like they all work they all kind of work together it's like now like they don't have moves that work together and it's like okay cool it's like well over here like i gotta be careful because these guys like no one's really got healing or like that can really help for damaging but like oh, this one does can't really do a lot of damage like so it's kind of cool like Interesting. I like that last part. I just wish it just came too late. Is, is my issue. It's like I really like this game. Uh, I I like the gameplay of it. I like the I like the changes they made to it. I just thought like making it more open areas instead of like the first game being like kind of a more straight line. And there's like you can go over there and do some challenge levels you want, or there's some secrets around here. But like you're just um, it's all kind of like you know. I like I said a couple weeks ago. It's like it was going from like 2D Mario to like 3D Mario. But they didn't really nail that 3D Mario uh, aspect in this game, I don't think. So, like, there's a lot more grinding. Like, I told you, like, I went to, like, I did almost no grinding in this game. And then like, I told you, like, the last three worlds, I didn't do any side quests. Uh, I only did, like, the, the fights you had to do. And I still went mm-hmm. into the final boss with the level cap. So, it was, like, wow. there's really, like, I did maybe, uh, maybe, like, combined two hours of, like, grinding but it wasn't like i was just fighting the enemies on the way like i wasn't like avoiding the optional fights i was just doing them uh and like um the first two worlds and then after that i just like i just want to kind of mainline this thing so um i still really like it i'm just it's still it's a very good game still um and like i like i, I said a few weeks ago it's like it is like like i thought like mario was like baby's first rpg this is like baby's first strategy game um which isn't a bad thing it's like it's kind of like that pixar effect where like you know, Toy Story is really good for the adults and the kids. And mm-hmm. I think this is kind of that same way too. It's just kind of, it what I just don't think it all came together the way I wanted. Um, and then expand, they expanded on some really cool things. They just didn't uh, expand upon um, the, like they expanded on the gameplay really well. I just don't think they expanded on the aspects of playing the game very well. And then like I said, right. the enemies and stuff. So um, I'm, I'm just, I'm still disappointed. Like I went in, like that was like when we did our top 10 game of the years in a couple months, like, that was a game. I was like, if you would have told me like make your list, I would have that would have been top three, top five, and it's like it it might be top ten. Like I don't even know. I don't think I don't even think it will be at this point. Um, I I haven't made the list yet in my head, but um, just kind of like I can I can rattle off probably seven eight games right now before I even get to Mario plus Rabbits. So and like I said, we have like six more games I want to play. Um, but um. The other game I played though was Bayonetta three. Finally started that up. Yeah. Uh, I beat. I so I played a little bit more today because um, I stopped in the middle of a chapter. I'm on chapter eleven now. Um, 
Yeah. But I played like I played like eleven hours or so um during on Extra Life Day for that. Uh I I oh man, this game's really good. Did you hear me like marking out some spots? Like there's some really cool Oh no shit. There's some you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> yeah, there were some really cool like hype moments in this game um that I had a fucking blast with. Um but I there's like you play you bounce between like this other character Viola and I don't like playing as her. And I don't like I don't have like an issue like I'm not saying she's bad. I just don't like playing with her playing as her because um they the move sets are kind of the same but like when you uh, when you do like the perfect dodge with uh Bayonetta it goes to witch time and you got to mm-hmm. if you dodge a perfect timing then you get that witch time. You can do like you can just do a bunch of combo. It's like slows it down. You can do a bunch of combos, or you could summon your um, your like your dragon or like other you know, other monsters that you have with you. Um, with Viola, you have to do like a perfect block, and I just and it's like it's a whole different button. Uh, so like the button, it's a different button, and I just could not get that fucking timing down, and I was just getting my shit kicked in, um, with her. So um. I still like the game. I, I I think the game is good. It's it's fun to play. It's it's definitely S tier platinum, which is was my concern was like you know platinum is maybe is the most hot and cold of the, maybe the big developers out there. You know like you you don't know like you you know the type of game they make and they make a very like they mm-hmm. can be the best in the business when they make it top tier like when they make the top tier one, but they're also the worst that they can make that with D tier whatever you want the bottom tier. Like you know, they're gaming double-edged sort of game development. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, what like, we're are saying. you getting that top-tier team? Are like, are they phoning this one in? Or like, you know, are we getting a near Automata here? Are we getting that team and T game? Like, what are we getting out of them? Um, so yeah, I um, I'm playing a young set. I'm like eleven hours in, I think, uh, at that point. Um, and I'm having a blast with it. The, the like, you have some really cool like kaiju battles. Like these big like hype fucking moments, uh, are just fucking <laughs> incredible. Like. Like when you when you're nailing those combos and you just flown like when you get that witch time and everything's flown so well and you're just uh, avoiding attacks and just you know everything's you're just like in that zone like um it's great like you just can't you can't top platinum when everything's just working well for you but man it's it can get mm. their, their games aren't like they're not this isn't Dark Souls by any stretch but like their games can be difficult um and like yeah you get like you fuck up a few combos or you, you don't, you don't nail that, uh, that dodge, right? Like it, you can take a lot of damage real fast and game over, you know, and, and the, 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 you know, the checkpoints are put you right back where you were. So it's like a major loss, but, uh, yeah, I'm having, it, it's really good. I'm having a really good time with it. Um, it's just, I, I'm surprised how well it's ran, um, on the, like on the switch. Like I was a big concern of mine. I'm like, this is kind of, this is like, this is a bigger game as far as like what they're doing. And they use, they use, they definitely do use a lot of tricks though, where like, um, they, uh, like a lot of fog in the world, like the shit we would see in like the PS2 era. Like you get that fog of war thing where it's like, you can't go this way. Like the fogs that blocks you off. Um, and they do that like throughout the entire world. Like it looks like it's bigger than it is. And then you like do a little one run around and it's like, Oh no, you can't actually go that far. Like it, um, yeah, you like it, but it stops you like or like you know, you like it's oh, ooh, I can go away over here and like you get a few feet. It's like oh no, I can't. It's like it, it's just you can't actually jump down off this ledge or you can't jump over to that. Like it's there's an invisible wall there, um, and then like right, when, right. like when you, like some of these bigger like kaiju battle stuff happens, like the frame rate uh, definitely drops. Uh, but I'm I'm still having <laughs> it's still a good time. Like it's not as like surprisingly it runs so much better than like even like 
I was talking about like Mario plus Rabbids. Like if too many things popped up on the screen, like that that um, frame rate would drop. And like luckily, like it's a strategy game, so it's not right. that big of a deal. But it's just like extremely noticeable. Um, or even like Kirby, like we talked about. Like I was talking about like if you like. Like I maxed out like the like Kirby's fire attack in Forgotten Land, and if I had too much fire yeah. on the screen at once, like the frame rate would just die. Uh, and that game was running. Yeah, it would start yeah. to chug a little and, bit and, when you did that. And that game was at thirty frames per second. So, um, yeah, I but I'm having a really good time with it. But it's like I, I I'm shocked by how how well it's running comparatively to. And obviously, it's really important. This game needs to run at a very good frame rate, and like it's more important than you know even a Kirby or. Um, or Pokemon or anything like that, but it's just yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. It's it's they did a very good job um, with it and have a lot of fun with it. Fun with it. Um, like I said, I'm on chapter I think 11, um, and I think there's like 14, so I'm getting pretty close to the end. I'm hoping uh, I got two more days to to beat it before, because like I said, once God of War comes out, like that's gonna be my life until that game's done. So um, oh yeah, every waking moment that I have will be God of War. So um, luckily I got a five day weekend for it. Um, but yeah, um, that was your actual life. Yeah, like you talked about, like you played one game the entire time. It was funny, like at yep. one point, like I was talking about, like I kind of hit a wall there, like probably about 10, 11 o'clock my time, which is normally yep. about, like about when I go to sleep anyways. Uh, well, actually it's later than I usually go to sleep. And you're like, do you want to play something else? I'm, like, I'm going to hop in the shower and then yeah, we could play something else. And like, I kind of, I took showers, feeling pretty good, drank a monster. And I was like, no, I'm gonna keep playing Bayonetta, man. And like you feel like, I'm like you're having a good time playing God of War, and it's like I want you to. Yeah, I, man, I was like perfectly. I was like perfectly like you know what? That, hey, yeah, I feel like, good too because I suggested that because I know that uh, we had talked about possibly playing some other games and stuff like that. But it came to the point that both of us were enjoying ourselves so much playing with what we yeah. were playing with. Myself with God of War, you with Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle and Bayonetta three and stuff like that. That I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I fuck Let's with just it. go keep yeah. it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I, it was definitely weird. Like, I've, I always thought about, like, one of the big things I always recommend is, like, have more games ready to go and downloaded. Um, and we did. Than, than you think you'll need to play. And, like, even still, like, I'll have eight, nine, ten games, like, on the docket, but I have, like, these games are priority, but, like, um, you know, I'm going to have all these just to be safe. And I was just like, I didn't even, I didn't even need any of them. So um, I think that's the least amount I've ever had to do. Like, um yeah on games like before like it is for sure like i 11 i spent half a day on bayonetta um like i said five six a little over five hours on sparks of hope and then about four hours on madden um that's just it was just so crazy because we've been doing this now for over 10 years and stuff we always would have like a constant stream of like a couple of different games mind you I mean, we've had old games we've played, we've had new games that we've played and stuff like that, but it's really fairly telling when both of us are engrossed inside of a couple of fantastic games to where we don't want to play anything else. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, yeah we're having a good time with it. Yeah, so it's like, I always thought about like, you know, I always, like, there comes a certain point where you're just kind of tired of playing games um, and like you're done with it, even if you're enjoying like, you, as much as we love it or you like that game a lot. It's like, you know, it's the middle of the night, you're fucking exhausted, but it's just like, no, I was like, I'm yeah. having uh a great time and like I, I the last hour definitely was like rough for me um but really I yeah mean, i had that i hit that wall like with like six hours left but i drank that monster i kind of like sipped on a monster for like an hour and a half two hours and i kind of got me through until like i said that last hour and then yep. uh, i hopped off and you were you still had two hours left and within 10 yep. minutes i was asleep so um but yeah that was the same with me too yeah so, yeah. um but yeah it was it was a, it was an awesome like i gotta say um 
maybe not the most memorable as far as like memorable moments like with a bunch of friends bullshitting around like talk about can, uh, canadian folklore or uh dumb just stupid shit like that but as far as like um just how easy this one was um this one was, was this one was like a filler one. year yeah. almost you know it's like it almost seemed like a filler year in sort of ways and stuff to where we've had things in the past to where we've had a bunch of friends we've talked about stuff we've joked around about stuff We've had like the lulls, like like a pick me up or anything else like that. Which yeah, our friend nerves did come in and pop in like early on and yeah. stuff like that. It's like hey, how you guys doing? Blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, this was like one of the most easiest extra lives I think I've had, dude. It mm. it was so crazy. I mean, granted, everything started becoming like kind of a blur as soon as like the final like four or five hour chunk. But uh, at the same point, you know, it's like. I wasn't frustrated by any of like the games that I was playing. I didn't get bored first thing. And what's kind of hilarious enough is like, I almost at one point when I was sort of started, like, do I really want to start with God of War immediately? And so mm-hmm. I like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with God of War. 24 hours of God of War. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't regret it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like I said, like I, you're having such a great time with it, and I was having a good time playing it. I'm like, and I want you to beat that game. Like, I don't want to break that up for me. I, I know I, I can't wait for you to finish that game, get to Ragnarok, and have a fucking mm-hmm. 19 hour conversation with you about Ragnarok. Um, oh, Jesus when Christ. you beat that game, though, I I do need to send you. Um, there's a couple. There's a YouTube video specifically that I want that I want you to watch. That is okay. I've watched it. It's the most watched anything i probably ever watched as an adult like obviously like there's like i watched goonies like six thousand times but as far as Uh like it's a youtube video it's like 30 minutes uh about god of war and i need to show it to you i need i need you to watch it because it's fantastic and also um he also did an episode about um ocarina of time that you need to watch too Mm -hmm. um but it's fantastic um so uh when you get done with that remind me and i will send you that video uh but all right gables let's talk about some news this week um yeah so, not a lot this week. Uh, a couple of smaller things, uh, kind of well, bigger thing. They're kind of big deals, but they're not like, um, you know, we don't have. It's not. A, it's not a crazy news week. But uh, let's talk about. Um, we have finally have a date for PSVR two. So yeah. they already said that was coming in uh, early uh, 2020, 2023 Rather, I'm sorry. It's uh, I'm losing it here. Um, so it's coming early 2023, they said. Um, but like I said, we, we finally have a date here, February 22nd, uh, for in the United States, uh, 549.99.99. Wait, sorry, 549. Five, it's $550. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard right now to talk. Um, it's coming up 550 bucks. You can start pre ordering it on November 15th. Uh, it comes with everything you need, it comes with the two controllers, uh, the headset. Um, there is going to be a bundle for six hundred dollars that comes with Horizon Call of the Wild. Um, that you can also and you can actually like pre-sign up now to get the game, uh, or to get to get in, like to pre-order. Like they have a pre-pre-order, uh, and then there's like also a charging station that you can buy that charges your controllers. Uh, I believe that is fifty dollars um, to buy separately, but I think you don't you can um, you can use USB ports, so you don't have to buy this. Um, but yeah, uh, I. Yeah, so November fifteenth, uh, they kind of talk a lot here, and like they they, they just dropped on the blog post of all things, 
um, which I'm not super shocked about. They've pretty much been doing exclusively the uh, the PSVR two announcements um, through like uh, vlog posts and stuff like that. But I mean, this isn't yeah. like um, this isn't like the PSVR one where like PSVR one was was kind of cheaper at the time, and but it was like super. It was like they tried to make it like as cheap and as um, accessible for people to get as possible. Uh, and it's yeah. I don't know if it still is, but at the at that point, it was like the highest selling PSVR headset. Like they talked about like their biggest regret was they didn't make enough at launch in the first, like that first like launch period because like they couldn't keep it on the shelves. And I think it sold like the first like couple of years, I think it sold like 5 million units, which was at that point way more than like the, the Oculus um, at that point. I think yes. I can't, was, it, yeah, was it called the Oculus at that point? Yeah. Oculus. Um, and they, you know, we talked about, they, but they kind of really did a good job of like, I thought of putting out bigger, more major games with it at launch. Um, so yeah. The, anyways, this is coming out. This is good, but this is like top of line tech. You know, they got like the the other one was like the totally different, like motion tracking. This one actually like tracks your eyes. It's got like I think it's got 120 frames per second in each eye. Uh, it's got a rubble pack like in like in the headset. The controller you're not using the move wand. You're not using the move wands. Uh, and a PlayStation camera, like it's the camera and everything is in, like uh, it's all built into it. Um, oh, yeah, so wow. again, it has like the controller, like has finger sensitivity, so it can actually like tell where your fingers are, like holding. Like say you're like that controller is like the, you're holding a gun in the game, it can tell where you're holding um, with you know the holding the game the game, the gun or something with your fingers because um, it has it's like a touch pad and everything. Um, and the only thing is like it, it does use one one uh, cord. To plug it, the one USB cord that plugs right into your uh, PS5. Whereas, uh, I've talked about it a lot. Like, I have a PSVR. It's been sitting up in my closet for years now. I think I pulled it out like three times. I bought it in 2017. Uh, yeah, late 2017, and um, they had like a holiday bundle. And I think I I've, I used it a handful of times at the beginning. I played a, just cool games that came out with it. Um, and uh, I think I pulled it out like maybe three times since then. That was like because I was like my when I had like my ex-girlfriend was living here, um, I let her, she wanted to check it out. And then like her niece and nephews came over, a couple friends came over and I showed it. Like I showed them some stuff, but like, you know, that was really it. But the thing was such, was such a pain in the ass. Cause like there was a different brick that came with it. They had to plug into There was like, there was like eight or nine different right. cords you had to do. And they're all numbered. And like, it was just, it, it was incredible. If you were missing one cord, you were fucked. It was just an uh, incredible pain in the ass. So this is going to be like up to date with some of the modern tech. Um, but, um, obviously a lot of sticker shock with that price, Gables. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm not here to defend this thing at all, but I do want, for comparison's sake. Uh, I did look up some of the prices of some other headsets that are out there now, VR headsets, like the the top of the market ones. Obviously, there's like a ton of cheap ones you can find, um, but kind of like their main competitors. So when the PS4 one launched, it was 400 bucks, but that was just for the headset. If you wanted the the, mm-hmm. You needed the move wands. You needed the PS4 uh, camera to to use it. Uh, if you want, if you didn't already have that, then it was five hundred dollars for all of that. Um, right. The MetaQuest Two, which is kind of like the, the main one out there out there now, uh, is four hundred dollars for like the 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 one hundred twenty eight gigabyte model, and then yes. uh, the two hundred fifty six two hundred fifty six gigabyte model is five hundred dollars. Uh, and that one, I, I believe, doesn't use like a PC or anything, so it's like all the so that's what you're like. It's got a store in there, and all the games are stored in there, and you have to download them via that. Uh, the Valve Index, um, which is like the thing that Half Life Half Life Alex is in, and that one you do need. I believe though the MetaQuest you can plug into your 
your PC though and play games via Steam. Okay. You got there's a workaround for it or something. Um, I think I could be wrong though. Uh, the Valve Index, which is the thing that like Half Life Half Life Alex is on, and from everything I've been kind of understanding, like the stuff that's out, this is like the best one. Just for the Valve Index is a grand, um, so a thousand dollars, and you also need like a pretty good PC to play it. So you need like, oh you know, god, the, dude, that's like a two thousand plus dollar investment. Uh, the Vive <laughs> Pro Two, which was just announced, that isn't out yet, is going to be fourteen hundred dollars, and the the Quest Pro. Um, which is like the next model of the MetaQuest. Um, this is like, it just, it runs better. It's got better graphics, all that stuff. Um, that will be, this is with no PC or anything. It doesn't use a PC. Uh, $1,500. So um, <laughs> if you compare it to the market, oh my God, um, dude. it's kind of, and it, it's on the, it's, it's on par or way less cheaper than all of those things. And I, I've, yeah, yeah. And I've been saying for a long time, this thing is gonna be expensive. People were talking, about, oh, it's gonna be you know three, mm-hmm. four hundred bucks. I'm like, no, like, and then the MetaQuest well, yeah, Meta yeah. Two just went up a hundred bucks a couple months ago. They announced back, I think, in September, and I'm like, well, that price of that PSVR Two just went up then because like they're gonna like, oh well, this is expensive, so then we can charge, uh, you know, even more now. So now, yeah, we're talking about in the, here in the United States, it is more expensive than the PS or the PS Five, uh, yep. just straight up. And you need a PS5 to play this thing. Um, I'm Gibbs. I've been doing a lot of talking here. Uh, I want to take a drink of my beer. Uh, I want I want you to tell me kind of what your your thoughts on all this is. Well, actually, I'm sorry. Well, what's up about the, the the launch games here too? Oh, I do want to announce that. So okay, there are I believe going to be 17, 16 games at launch. Um, they announced eleven more on top of the five that we already knew. So like we already knew like uh, Horizon called the Wild. Um, some of the other games here we got here. Um. I, believe, I don't know what the price of these things are going to be here. Let me see if I can kind of look it up real fast. Um, sorry, PS4 dollars. I don't know if they're going to be full price. So um, these games will be, it looks like about $50. So um, a little less okay. than, you know, they're not $70 full blown titles, at least not all of these. Um, so like I said, they got Horizon Call of the Wild, Call of the Mountain. I keep going Call of the Wild. Call of the Mountain. I think Call of the Wild was a DLC for the first game. Um, I think so too. Yeah, Resident Evil Village, which um, they announced a long time ago, that's coming. Uh, if you already own Resident Evil Village, like on PS5 or or PS4, you can upgrade to the PS5 one. I think for like ten bucks. Um, and if you already own it, then you have it. So if you already have Resident Evil Village, you buy this. There's a game right there. You can play Resident Evil Village. Uh, no Man's Sky uh, is they they announced a while ago that they're having a uh, a VR mode coming. I don't think this is going to be exclusive though. Um, doesn't look like it. Sounds like this is an update. Yeah, no. So I don't. I don't. Doesn't, doesn't say if it's exclusive or not. Because some of these games are not exclusive. Uh, the Walking Dead: States and Sinners Chapter Two Retribution. Uh, that game is coming out December first, though, on the MetaQuest and stuff, and H two, uh, um, a couple other things as well. So the, it'll be coming out though day one with the PS mm-hmm. uh, the PSVR two. Uh, Star Wars: Tales of the Galaxy Edge, um, the Enhanced Edition. Um, this game came out on the Quest headsets back in 2020. So it's like the the Everything included. It just runs better version. Um, then the other games they announced. So those are the games we already knew about. The 11 games they did announce. Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, Switchblade VR. So this is like a roller coaster. Like you're on like amusement park rides. Like you're on those like shooter um, rides, you know, like a theme park. But it's like horror. Like Dark Pictures Anthology. Um, this is from Supermassive Games. They made uh, Until Dawn. They made the uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood game. For a launch game yeah. for PSVR one, it's actually a really cool like gun game, you know, like a, like a light gun game, but on rails. 
Uh, but they're, they're, this is like the, essentially the sequel to that called Switchblade. That'll be out day one. Um, and it, like it basically is like it, like taking some of the best moments from the Dark Pictures games and putting them in VR and you're on, on a, a light gun game. Um, Crossfire Sierra Squad. Um, yes, that is this is a VR game of the Crossfire game that we had a Crossfire X for for Xbox um, One and Series S um, earlier this year. Um, so this is going to be like a, a shooter game for that. Uh, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue. Um, I don't know if this is actually a sequel to a previous game. Uh, After the Fall, Cities VR, which is like that. The what's the uh, City Skylines? Or something? Yeah, it's like City Skylines VR, basically. What like SimCity, but it's VR. Uh, okay. Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, uh, Zenith: The Last City. All these games are already out on other platforms. Um, the Light Brigade, Co- uh, is High, um, Pistol Whip, and the tentacular um and some of these games are actually already on the vr1 uh psvr1 but they are being up 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 resed and all that and remastered for psvr2 because psvr1 and 2 don't they're not like it's cut off so it's not like there's no backwards compatibility uh we talked about this earlier this year when they announced that they basically ps3 themselves again with the psvr1 um and we talked <laughs> about that they want to make that cheap it's it runs on different tech it's and they just try to make it as cheap as possible so um, yeah, they could, yeah. So, I mean, obviously they could probably do if they want to, but that's going on. So Gables, uh, I want to take a drink of my beer. Finally. Um, kind of tell me what's your thoughts on this whole thing. Well, this is the pricing point for this PSVR two. It is definitely on the lower to mid tier type of uh, price range as opposed to other, like other headsets, other VR headsets of its type. I mean, obviously one of the metal ones being $1,500, that's at the most expensive end of the spectrum. Mm. But, uh, I am going to give credit where credit is due. I mean, yeah, 550 although it is over the price of the initial, like, uh, PS5 and stuff, so it's more expensive than the system itself. It is in a price range that definitely would be comfortable for consumers to go forth and purchasing if they wanted to get, like, like I said before, like a like somewhat higher, like, lower end to a middle range, like a VR headset and stuff in order to play with their PS5 and stuff like that. Plus, it seems like there is a, a a good selection or like a good range of selection of different type of VR games at launch for people to go forth and try out. Whether a lot of these will be good or not remains to be seen, but they're, like he was just stated before, there's diff- this, some of these are ports from like different other headset, like different other like VR headsets and stuff and doing all that sort of things. The main ones being Resident Evil 8 Village. I'm kind of interested in seeing how people enjoyed that on VR2. But uh, other than that, though, it's like... I still feel like Sony kind of, like, uh, even though... Even though that they were trying to do, like, cheap and accessible in regards to, like, say, the original PSVR and stuff, they kind of shot themselves in the foot by not allowing some form of access to backwards compatible with the original stuff. Yeah. Because... Or at least having more ready at launch... You know. Well, yes, of course, of course. Unless they were going to try to do something in the range of try to attempt to get some of these, like, stuff from the original PSVR stuff ported to the VR2, it's definitely going to be, you're going to have, like, a good slew of games that are going to be locked on that, just that one platform. Mm-hmm. Although, what's kind of hilarious about it, and this goes into real life right here, when I went into Walmart, like, a couple weeks back and stuff, I saw the PSVR stuff, the stuff that would sit there, for like months on end and stuff since the initial release, those freaking VR sets finally went on sale for about two hundred dollars. Yeah, they because they, they were they went down to two hundred bucks, I believe, like three years ago or something like that. Before the PS5 came out. 
well, here's the thing. They may have been that way for some retail markets and stuff, but in my local area, those like combination packages have been like $500 for like they could sell like three or four years. <laughs> but, uh, no, I thought it was something was up when I see the slash of the prices and like the very next day, I, we hear the announcement from Sony of uh, the date as well as the price. But in regards to my personal opinion about like the PSVR two, I mean, granted I'm not a VR headset type of guy. I never really play too much VR stuff. But at the same point, you know, it's like this doesn't have too much interest to me. $550, probably not going to spend it, even if I was interested in regards to that, because it is more expensive than the PS5 console in general. But at the same point, I still feel like this has enough potential, a lot better in regards to accessibility stuff than the original headsets. Like you're not having to plug in like you just stated. You owned a PSVR and stuff, and you had all these major cords that you had to plug mm-hmm. in. You had all these major accessories that you had to go forth and keep track of, from move controllers to the freaking HD camera stuff for the PS4 back then. But uh, just having all of that on just the headset itself, that is a step up of an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I could see people really getting into this, though. I really do. I still kind of feel like this is going to be a great seller for Sony. Yeah, I think also it'd be fine because I, I do think that, like, in an odd way, this might be... I don't want to say it's better than MetaQuest, but I think it could be better than, like... Obviously, I, th- this is... Because MetaQuest obviously has, a, has the backing of, like, Facebook behind it. Um right. And the other fact you don't need a PC and stuff like that, and it's, it's all wireless and stuff is is, is nice. Um, it's attractive, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, this can like I think because I, I think that the thing we was talking about VR is VR is like it's kind of like its own like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like its own like individual group, its own individual, like it's like an offset. It's kind of like mobile gaming in a way where it's like it's kind of its own little thing, but it's it's a definitely yeah, like, it's like a different type of niche yes, that people want to go for and play their yes. games. Like mobile gaming, console gaming, PC gaming, and then you have the VR gaming stuff. Yeah. So it's it's all separate kind of like platform. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's its own like little thing where like it's a it's like a thing within a thing. It's like in the Inception basically, where it's like you're a big time gamer, but also you have, you know, you, a, you have the the income, but also you have, you know, you're into this as well. And I was kind of looked, like I was talking about this like it's definitely bigger than I initially thought it would ever be because I always kind of looked at it like oh this is kind of like motion gaming in a way like um i kind of like i looked at like you know like the wii and like the what kind of was where like it was kind of a trend and i thought like oh that trend's kind of over now like there's always gonna be that people that like that thing but it's kind of kind of gonna be its own little like, niche but it's like it's definitely bigger than i like i hear a lot more people and they found a good way of like um like like uh was a beat saber and uh supernatural and a yes. few other games like they've definitely found some games have found an audience for people that are like even non-gamers or you know, kind of find a way to, for people to keep going back to these things, uh, but I've always oh, yeah. them more of like a, more of like an experience. Like they never really found like, um, you know, as much as people love the Wii and love the, some of the games on the Wii, I was kind of looked at as a kind of like, it was a cool. I feel I feel like most people like as it was it was on the highest selling consoles of all time. I, I know that, but like a yeah. lot of people like the attachment rate on thing was horrendous because most people just bought it and bought or for about two or three games. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, the <laughs> attachment rate like. It was like you can look up attachment rates for like a lot of times like back in the day like the attachment rate for like PS3 and 360 games like during that era was like most people were buying eight or nine games per person that, mm-hmm. that includes digital yep. downloads and stuff like that too. Yes. Um, whereas like the week was like one or two. I think it was like just under two games per person uh, per or per unit uh, out there. Um, 
And like a lot of people just they bought they bought the console. It came with um, Wii Sports, and they most people were set. And I think for a lot of people that's all it was. But there's definitely that hardcore audience, you know, like you and Justin and a few other people, like a lot of other people, mm-hmm. like they wanted that Mario Galaxy. They wanted Skyward Sword. Yeah, you know, he's po- the hardcore audience. Yeah, he's as he points <laughs> for for audio listeners, he's pointing at his whole shelf of Wii games. Um, it's not a shelf, but it's like. It's like about quintessentially forty to fifty fucking Wii games in their case, like right on my bookcase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was definitely someone that you know I was, a, I was a Nintendo fanboy back then, like hardcore Nintendo fanboy. And it was definitely like for me, I think for a lot of people, it was like this is kind of a cool little thing that I don't want to do like long, for a long period of time. And I think there's yeah. that, there's an audience for this as well, but the problem is like it's a little harder because like this is a five hundred dollar, five hundred fifty dollar investment, and these games. Yep, yep. I think the off putting thing for me was like with the PS4 one was. Obviously, the setup. By the time you get the goddamn thing set up, you're exhausted, and it's like I don't even want to fuck play this thing anymore. Uh, the games were hit and miss, and the quality of them, like yes. just not just the quality of how good they are or how fun they are, but like how well how well made enough they were that you don't get motion sick. I I remember multiple times right. playing that thing, and just a big part of the reason I just stopped playing it is because two out of five times I play it, I would get I feel sick afterwards. Like and not like I wouldn't vomit or pass out, but I was like. I had to go lay down for a couple hours because like I was like lightheaded and spinning and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, uh, I think this thing will do well. It'll be it'll do fine. It's gonna find its audience. And maybe like they can support it enough that it will it will do well. Like I thought they did a pretty good job with VR one where they they supported it pretty well. They put like they did some cool like little add on things like Resident Evil Seven was very good. Uh, the Batman game was kind of cool. It was more of a tech demo. Um, they had like uh, Iron Man. Uh, Rush of Blood. I know I had a bunch written like in my head, and I totally forgot them. Uh, but they did a good job of supporting it. But I felt like the like after like three years, like four years, maybe. Well, no, I guess like because you know, like early twenty seventeen. So yeah, I would say by like yeah, within the first couple of years, they did a really good job. But by then, the P- they were moving on the PS five. So this maybe coming out earlier yep. in the generation will help it. Um, because we're only two years, like we're a little over two years at that point. So maybe it's like better and. We'll do a good job, and then obviously this thing will run better. It's gonna be, so it's gonna be easier for for games to be ported to it because it's basically it's running on its own tech. Um, yeah. Like they PS3 themselves because they basically like a lot of people that couldn't. It wasn't an easy port job because they basically had to, like remake that entire game again to work on PSVR. So um, making this just kind of the standard will help them as well. Um, I, I hope it works out. I hope it's great. I, I just I don't I don't. Even if this thing goes on sale, like or gets cheaper, it's like it's still probably gonna be a few hundred bucks, and maybe by then, yeah, it's like a few hundred, it's a few hundred bucks, and there's all these great, good library games. But it's also like, it's the kind of thing I talk about with Google when they when they announced Stadia. I talk about Stadia, where it's like, well, Google's not great at supporting things that don't blow up right away, or like, even if it is kind of good, like it, the good, like Google Stadia was great tech. They just did a really bad job of like you know building around it, putting out like they didn't put games out with it. They they just had uh, ports of old games they charge full price for them um, PlayStation is kind of the same way like look at yeah. look at the Vita look at you know look at the um, PSP like uh, look at the the PlayStation uh, was it the I or whatever the fuck thing was called on PS2 oh yeah the PlayStation I I mean the that move was a, the that original was... move back in the day like that thing doesn't blow up and doesn't like do gangbusters right away like they're gonna kind of like move on so like they have a history of putting out product, especially for things that they would consider like maybe gimmick stuff. And then they have a tendency of going through and discontinue it sometimes within the first year. I yeah, mean, I don't think they'll do that. They have a, they have a lot invested in this. 
Um, yes. These things are extremely expensive. I imagine they have a couple of years worth of plans for games to come out. But yeah, like I could see like into 2024, 20, like 2025, this thing isn't like doing as well as they hoped. Like, all right, just finish what you got, get it out there, and we're moving on. Uh, this could yeah, just be a like Vita thing. Like, two years, possibly. Yeah. And, yeah. And the PSVR 1 was actually very successful for them. and It was very successful, but they dropped first-party support of it within, like the after that first years. initial yeah. batch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they had great games. Like, Astrobot came out, at, I think, in 2018. Like, they had these really yep. great games for it, but it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it sucks these games might get lost on this on this platform. So I don't know. It's it's so hard. Like I I, I get it. It's a lot. Um, it's a sticker shot, and it's like, you know, at least like, it's kind of like I mean the Vita thing. Like when I think like, oh, this game like sounds kind of cool. Like it could do really well. Oh wait, you're gonna charge us a ridiculous price for these uh, proprietary proprietary cards. memory cards. Yeah, and it's like when you can get it. That's one of the fucking main reasons why that yeah, con- that, that little handheld failed. It's because they were so gung ho after the whole piracy stuff with the PSP that they had to make they had to have their own proprietary memory cards that were super over expensive yeah, in regards like six to six times the price. Third party cards that you could get like third party cards like storage cards that would be even more memory for less money. But they we couldn't do that. Yeah, you know it was one of many issues but yeah. anyway continuing with the vr2 no but i mean like this like, maybe this <laughs> is like that you know that kind of that the the 550 could be that you know their their memory stick thing <laughs> in a way where it's like you could have it could be a really cool thing ish but like that thing this could be the thing that that sinks it and maybe maybe in a year they drop the price 100 bucks but these things are extremely expensive to make so i don't know if they can really afford to I mean, this is the, the company that just raised the price of their consoles in every country but ours <laughs> So, um, we'll have to, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I hope it does well because, um, obviously, I want, I don't want to yuck people's muck. I want, to, I want, I mean, VR, I don't think it will ever be my thing. Um, even if it was more, even if it was affordable, um, it wouldn't be my thing. But, um, I want people to like it. I know, like, uh, like Justin was all about it. I remember, like, you know, top, I remember, like, we, we played the <laughs> Oculus before it was bought by Facebook a long time ago. We got, like, to test it out. And it was kind of cool. It was still, like, it wasn't out yet. It was just kind of like we're testing out demos and then, like, I remember, like, I called him one day. I'm like, dude, like the GameStop that's VR, like like ten minutes away from us. Like, dude, they have like they're they're, te- they're doing like a, a test for Resident Evil Four or Resident Evil uh, Seven rather before the game came out. Yeah. So I was like, not only do we get to play this game that we both are excited for before it's out, we get to play PSVR like months before it comes out. And I remember playing it. I remember like uh, we we both played it, and he's getting ready to leave. And he's like, to him, he's like, I haven't had an experience like that since um, playing the Wii for the first time because Justin is a motion gaming nerd so um yeah yeah he's the guy that uses the like motion controls in splatoon so he's a fucking psychopath that's right man heavy metal jesus with his motion control yeah. oh jesus don't remind me of that <laughs> um that is an inside joke for people um i regret showing you that video now uh <laughs> i cannot get that song out of my head yeah, still <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 have to, I'll have to show it people uh but i don't think i will because no one, no one no one deserves to see that but let's move on, Gables, before we say any more than we need to. Um, Gables, let's talk about Hideo Kojima. All uh, right. So Overdose is a game that kind of leaked earlier this year. Tom Henderson leaked a lot of this. And he on his website, yes. Insider Gaming, he opened up a couple months ago. I thought, how do I make people go check out? He does some good work over there. Um, he, he kind of uh, came up with this initially uh, earlier this year. And he, like, he saw some screenshots, stuff like that. But he's like, you couldn't show it. Uh, you couldn't really show the screenshots. But like there was a cease and desist for his article that he wrote and there was a cease and desist on those screenshots that came out and he said he saw a video um as well of the game 
And I don't know if people don't know about these kind of things, but like if something leaks online and then the company that is allegedly the, that's in, like, this is their game being leaked. Uh, if they cease and desist it, that pretty much tells you that it's real. Like that's a guarantee that this thing is real. Um, you know, like we look at look at the game of Ban- look at the abandoned game that everybody thought was Kojima and stuff was like kind of coming out online. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. If if Kojima wanted that like shut down, uh, if that was actually him doing that stuff, he would have ceased and desisted. But obviously, it wasn't him. Yep. So um, moving on here though, um, Overdose is a horror game. It has um, oh, trying to look up the girl's name, the woman's name here, the actress. Uh, she played Mama in Death Stranding One. Oh, Margaret Qualley, I believe is how you say her name. Uh, she was actually really good. I you know, from I, the bits I've seen her in, in Death Stranding. Um, she was actually very good in the game. So it was kind of rumored that she was working with Kojima again. So that kind of led to more talk of um, Death Stranding Two being real. And also we had uh, mm-hmm. the the actor Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus and his fetus. Yeah. Um, he was he kind of he's multiple times he's done interviews talking about they're making death trading too um so uh there's been some <laughs> leaks and rumors that she was involved so a lot of people thought it was death trading too and then kind of turned no actually she's making this horror game with kojima and there's been some leaks and rumors out there that kojima has been making two games uh this is going back months ago before he even announced it with microsoft that he was he was working he's making a cloud game with microsoft and he's working on a smaller horror game project well it looks like it's real, this horror game project here. Uh, for um, If you're on YouTube, I'm going to share a YouTube video here that's out. Um, so this is the video that Tom Anderson said he saw a long time ago. Um, and if so, like, I'm sorry if you're, if you're uh, we'll describe it for audio listeners. But um, what's crazy about this video, and I showed Gables before the podcast, is mm. so this video looks like it was a play tester playing this game. Because like, you can see a woman playing the game in the bottom left part of the screen. And... She's like controlling uh, Margaret Qualley, and like it looks like, like I don't know, like an abandoned hospital or something like that. She's like holding a flashlight, and um, but it's like the video is like saved on a laptop. But then somebody recorded that video from the off off the laptop with their cell phone, and then this guy, then there's somebody else that's recording this video with their cell phone from that cell phone. So it's like the third, like, so you have a laptop video. The, the video is on the laptop. Somebody recorded that laptop video with their cell phone because you can see the laptop in that first cell phone. And then with the second cell phone, somebody recorded that video off the first cell phone. And you can, like, you can see pop-ups for, like, um, like Twitter and stuff like that. And, like, all, it's, it's, it looks like it's a, it's a European base because they, like, they use, um, like, military time. So it's, like, th- it's like 15, 26 is the time on this, on this, uh, on this uh, uh, phone here that we're looking at. Um, but it's like a two and a half minute long video. Um, you could just look up overdose gameplay, uh, Kojima's game leak, and you can see like market quality here. But the kind of interesting part about this whole thing is, um, that, uh, the woman playing the game, the let's play testing the game in the, in the initial video is like holding a phone is playing the game with a phone. And okay. like you can see in the top left corner, um, for video listeners or for video watchers, it says camera player one. So is this a multiplayer game? Like, what is this game? Like, it looks like you're playing this game with a cell phone. Um, like, like you can see here, like tapping on the on her screen on her cell phone, and it's like bringing up like alert, like almost like it's like you cables. You you said it really well. It's like an FM, FMV game, but it's not full motion video. It's actual like game, like you know, it's a, a actual game here. But um, right, but it's like you're not like you're not playing the game. Like you're not controlling the player, but you're interacting with the player. It's like a video. 
and you're inter- you do you're interacting with with her and you're like using your phone and he's been talking about and it's hilarious here is like for video listeners you can see the reflection of the guy uh, recording it from the second cell phone and you can see his tattoo he's not wearing a t-shirt uh he might be naked i don't know you can see like his entire face it's fucking weird um <laughs> so yeah it's wild um so Yeah. Uh, oops. Sorry. I'm hitting buttons here. I apologize. Um, give me one second. God damn it. All right. Uh, we're good. Um, but I don't know. Gables, like you, you watch this video. What, what's your thoughts? My thoughts about this, you know, it's it's one of the most Kojima things actually to freaking happen, especially if it's like a leak and it has nothing affiliated with, like, say, Kojima in regards to how this video leaked, though. But I think it's pretty fitting it like any time that Hideo Kojima has some form of a project or has some form of like references or any type of like things that just weird or out of the ordinary terms of game development something like this tends to happen to where something extremely odd and off the wall goes through and it just enamors a lot of the people that go through and watch it because the initial thought that I had when I was looking at it was like an FMV game where you had to go forth and choose like particular like prompts or different types of scenario stuff. Kind of like how you remember when you used to remember when like uh, in the game Heavy Rain mm-hmm. when you had all these different types of button presses and stuff. Yeah. When the FMV thing would go through and just do that stuff like, for instance, you know, when uh, you're chase when you are a. Uh, Ethan trying to chase after Jason and stuff after being Jason. lost inside the, the <laughs> being lost inside the mall Jason. and stuff and uh, you had to go forth and like in the middle of the cutscene just do the button press like press X for Jason. <laughs> but uh, it kind of reminded me sort of a bit of like this because when she's initially going to the going through like the kitchen and stuff like that, it's. Uh, you could tell that she was worried about something, but something yeah, following her, like, in the, in the like something is following her and stuff. It's kind of foreboding. It's kind of like dark or initial and stuff. The video footage itself, I couldn't tell too much of whether or not this game was like in another type of engine or somewhere it was like yeah. something like outsourced to another party because quite honestly, it definitely kind of reminded me of like uh, some hints of uh, the Unreal Engine 5 <laughs> like a gameplay. I'm sorry, I had to laugh a little bit because Tyler showed me the video again yeah. and the dude the dude that's recording it on the phone and stuff, the the recording upon the recording is fucking so fucking like you can see like, the, the tattoo. It's a very distinct tattoo. He's not wearing oh he's possibly naked. Uh, I like that. You just need to watch the video if you're an audio listener because it's hilarious. But my initial another thought I had while watching this footage and stuff, there are specific type of games to where it's like one person has like a different perspective of like, say, they are moving the character around the room or something like in a first person view. But at the same time, there are like another camera or something like with an audience or something and they go forth, and they press certain buttons or certain things and stuff like that that'll have causal reactions for the other player going underhand. It kind of reminded me sort of this gameplay sort of reminds me of sort of something like that mm. to where it's like you're playing the game and like, say, you have a things that are coming in as like a requested by maybe this maybe people inside of your stream if you're streaming, you know, or of like certain random like 
people online and stuff that you meet across things like like Steam or PSN or whatsoever when you're playing this stuff. But uh, it definitely leaves more questions to be than like answers in this regards, because from if from what I'm seeing personally, it's like this definitely does look like uh, the original footage of it looked like it was going to be like in a 4K like. It looks pretty smooth in regards to the character yeah. models, in regards to the actual thing, the leaked footage that Kojima we Kojima doesn't seeing. put out games that don't look good, though. Not really. I mean, no, he's he does not have a track record of that. He usually he usually is a stickler when it comes to putting out like certain games the way he wants it to look like, and normally it's pretty realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's. That's pretty much it for me. I mean, okay. there's nothing really more I can really think about it other than, like, uh, we definitely will probably see more about it fairly, I hope, fairly soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just worried that he's gone full Kojima, Cables. Um, and what I mean by that is Kojima is, he's fucking, like, we love him. He's a genius when he makes, uh, for his games he makes. Um, but it, sometimes someone needs to put a kind of put a, a muzzle on the guy, a leash on the guy. We've heard stories in the past about some of the shit that he wanted to do, and he had to be talked out of. Like Metal Gear Solid Two, I think at one point he wanted to make it so like the the game would actually like dissolve in your console. Uh, so if you did something, um, he wanted to like yeah, I'm, I'm not making I'm not making the shit up. Um, he wanted so the the boss oh. fight in Metal Gear Solid Three. He wanted you to um, the, with the with the boss fight against the end, the old sniper guy. Um, he wanted the game to be in real time, like it takes seven days to beat. Um, like, wow, this guy is fucking oh, crazy. Uh, and like, obviously, when like uh, when you have he's he's incredibly smart. He makes some really great games, like gameplay wise, stylistically wise. Like you can tell, Kojima makes a game, you can tell. Kojima made that game. He's like the Quentin Tarantino oh, of uh, of video game development. Like he, you can tell, like his fingerprints all Dude. over it, and literally his name's all over it because he won't go let you more, go more than five seconds without telling you. It's like a freaking. Go ahead. I mean, Grant, it's like a kid in like a freaking like uh, like with his like his his like drawing book or something like that or what he wants to go for to put in what he feels like he wants to go through. It's like, Oh, this, this is going to be nice, but do this or do that mm-hmm. or do this and that, you know, that's kind of like how Kojima in a way. Cause he's like, he experiments with all these different ideas. Some of them stick kind of like with the metal gear solid series. Some of them are very obtuse or very like kind of repetitive to where it's like, you think that it's going to be all, Oh, okay. This is all mysterious. It's all amazing. But then it all ends up turning up like death stranding to where there's a lot of grinding. There's a lot of like, like, uh, boring ways you can go forth and do it i mean granted he create he has created some like helped create some fantastic games that both you and i have played but at the same time if he goes full kojima on this you know <laughs> we're gonna be in for some crazy shit yeah it's gonna be a wild fucking ride um yeah i i don't know gables like i love kojima like i i've if you've listened to the show for a long time you know like Metal Gear Solid is the thing that got me in the video games. Metal Gear Solid and Pokemon Red and Blue um, are the two things that got me into gaming. And, um, you know, I it's been a long journey of me slowly beating Death Stranding and like getting mad and rage quitting it and like a year later going back and playing it some more. Uh, like, I'm going to beat that game one of these days. But, uh, yeah, like, 
um, even smart, you know, everybody's got to sometimes kind of, kind of, even as great as you can be, everybody needs someone like in the room that's like, like the, not a yes man and like, hey, let's maybe not do this. Like that's kind, that's not. I don't know if people are gonna like something dissolving in their PlayStation, or I don't know if someone's gonna want to play a boss fight that literally lasts a full week. Um, <laughs> oh uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, which, dude. like the the thing that they they ended on was like, well, if they go into their console and change the time and like the time and move it a week in like the console time, like you, know, you go on there, it's like October sixteenth, and you can go in and change the date to the November first. Like then, oh, the end will die of old age. Um, like that was like where they met in the middle lap. Yep. Um, you know, so the, the, like, or like when you put, you, if your memory card had a certain game saved on it, uh, then like it would read your memory card and it would, it would like, oh, I see you play, uh, Castlevania or I see you played Super Smash Brothers or whatever. Uh, you gotta put the, put the game in, uh, the, they put the controller in, plug it in the controller two or America Assault 2 at the end where he's like, the 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 NPC is telling you you've been playing this game for a long time. You should need to turn off the console now. Uh, which fun fact is, I beat that game in one sitting, and it scared the shit out of me. And I did. I turned the game off because uh, I thought the game like was like telling me to turn the game off because I've been playing for like ten hours straight. Uh, I I saved. I turned the game off. I've been like years later because this is like two thousand four ish. Um, like I think Metal Gear Solid three. No, it was before Metal Gear Solid three came out. Even um, okay. So early two thousands. Um. Like, I didn't find out until years later that actually, no, that's just the thing they do in the game. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I love Kojima. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, you know, you just, like, I, I get, like, you know, I'm sure in, like, every meeting, whatever, um, a bunch of crazy ideas get thrown out, and you just kind of got to meet in the middle somewhere, you know? Or yes. find a find a way way to meet. Where it's like you just start high and like you're kind of reach the end here, kind of already meet in, meet in the middle. And uh, oh boy, like I don't know. I just I'm curious how it's gonna work. Like you put, looks like you're playing on a fucking cell phone. Like I'm like it's like is he? What's the guy that made Fable? Molyneux, Peter Molyneux. I'm worried that he's turning into Peter Molyneux cables. I don't think he's gonna get that. That we've seen unhinged Molyneux and we got Fable like like all the promises of Fable two like Fable one, two, and three out of it. Uh there was that what was the game that that ended up he was making that got shut down. Like they shut down Linehead. Um oh, now he's boy. making uh he announced like this God game that just never came out. Now he's making yep. fucking NFT games. So um <laughs> I don't want that to happen. God, to, what a fall, dude. I don't want that to happen to Mike Kojima. Um I love that man too much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Cables. I, I, I like, I'm like, I'm in on whatever. Like I, I, I owe that man so much and uh, I'm in on whatever he, um, he does. Like initially I will buy, um, but I'm worried at a certain point or like I'm scared at like a certain point. Um, I won't. And I'm, maybe I'm overreacting off of a leaked video of, of a, a play tester playing a game on a cell phone. Uh, but man, like, like he, like he's putting out these press releases about like, He's like, We're, I'm making a game like never played before. It's like, why don't we just make a really good game? Like, I just like I understand like part of that's part of his genius. Um, but I don't know because we get like sometimes it's a genius. We get stuff like what's keep keep for Sutherland voicing Snake, and that was objectively bad. Uh, where it looked like it sounded like we got he had him for an hour in the in the voice booth, 
And he's like, all right, I'm going to bang. So we like, we just had basically a silent pro protagonist outside of like five cutscenes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I hope to God this game, like if it comes out, it's good. And maybe, like, Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like we like play. It's, it's just funny. Like PlayStation did this like on PS4 back then. Like they had the, I can't remember what it's called. Like, it was a PlayStation. It was like play something where like they had all those like phone, all those games you can play. Like they're like part, like it was like they did like that Jackbox party pack thing, but for, yeah. for them, like super, super massive and made like a multiplayer game where you use your phones to like make decisions. There was basically just Jackbox uh, ripoff games and like they they just did a bunch of ripoff stuff like that. So um, we've seen people do this and maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be, maybe he figured out the secret sauce, but uh, I don't know. I'm just worried. But um, yeah, I don't know. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but Gables, let's move on to uh, mm, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about this one last thing here. Um, this was this was kind of quick. So um, oddly enough, uh, so we, we Embracer embraced uh, some studios earlier this year. Sorry, I'm trying to do right. time codes at the same time I'm talking. And uh, they embraced. Uh, Crystal, uh, Crystal Dynamics, uh, Eidos Montreal, and then the Square Enix Montreal. Well, Square Enix Montreal uh, renamed themselves to Enoma, I believe is the name of it. Uh, okay. Three weeks ago, they changed their name because obviously you, if you're not owned by Square Enix, you can't call yourself Square Enix Montreal. Um, no shit. So, well, Square Enix Montreal was closed down. Uh, and apparently the majority of those people are being moved to uh, Eidos Montreal, which I didn't know this. I just I kind of recently, I was reading around, I kind of found out about this, that... Uh, Square Enix Montreal and Eidos Montreal were actually literally in the same office. Like, wow. not in like a different floor, just the same office floor. Like, they were just there. Um, so it sounds like, the, unfortunately, it doesn't sound like everybody's going to like be, because you're going to have some redundancy, I guess, like, you know, QA, stuff like that, which is awful. Right, You're going to get laid off, but Montreal is like a hotbed for game developers, so... Um, I imagine um, a lot of those people will be able to find jobs quickly. Uh, you know, Ubisoft's up there. A bunch of other studios are up there. I believe um, Bioware's got a studio up there as well. So um, hopefully they find jo- jobs and quickly. But um, for this sake of, this, of the story, so Iris Montreal, the maker of your game of the year and my number two game of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, okay. So apparently a lot of people are being moved and morphed into Iris Montreal because Square's Montreal pretty much just made like Hitman Go, uh, Tomb Raider Go, like a lot of mobile games and stuff like that. Uh, yep. So, and Ebracer said they want to focus on PC console gaming. Um, don't worry, understandable. That's fine. Um, so, some of the stuff is out there. And there's been some rumors that apparently they were making like a kids on bikes game. Kind of like, imagine like they're making like a Stranger Things or Goonies type of game, uh, which just yeah. sounds incredible. Because, like, I love, like, the closest thing we ever got to that was like Costume Quest, which is like a $15 XBL game. That's fantastic. Uh, and I'd love to have a full-fledged one of those things. Well, that game got canceled, um, and now they're making a... We're not getting a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 cables, unfortunately. It sounds like they are going back to Deus Ex, um, but okay. also part of the studio is working on the Fable game. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So Playground Games, who uh, they, like, they're like they the Forza Horizon studio, uh, we've known about this this leaked, this leaked in like 2018, where they wanted like after um, oddly enough, Horizon Zero Dawn came out. Like, well, we want one of those. So, Playground Games like created a second team to make a Fable game, um, and they announced that obviously in 2020 they're making a Fable game. Uh, we haven't seen anything of it. They, we've got like a, a teaser video thing. 
Um, well, Eidos is helping to co-develop on this thing. So, uh, the, the, so Embracer bought these three Square Enix studios, shut down one of them. So basically they have yeah. Eidos and then Crystal Dyna Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics we know is making a uh, Tomb Raider game. They've already announced that. And now rumors they're making, uh, Eidos is making a Deus Ex game and also helping work on Fable. Crystal Dynamics also helping on making um, the Perfect Dark game. So it's just, why didn't Xbox just buy these studios again? Seeing the fact that they're making two of their biggest games? That doesn't make any freaking sense to me. I mean, yeah, that does. You bring up a good point, though, in regards to the whole, <laughs> all those IDOS stuff, those IDOS studios and stuff like that. Making two big games for Microsoft systems, like the next Fable, the next friggin' like. Uh, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark and stuff like that. Yeah, it does not make any sense to me why they just didn't buy them outright, you know? It seemed like kind of a uh, something that would have been in the cards and they, for that and stuff. And they only bought them. They bought all the IP from these studios, and they also right. bought um, the studios for $300 million, which the price of some of these studios lately seems like a bargain. <laughs> so, uh, and that you're, you're probably paying them a ton of money on yeah. to, to make these games. So it's like, not why don't you just buy the employees? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like the Bethesda deal or not the Bethesda deal, the uh, Activision deal is maybe like it behooves them to do it because they're like worried about like, you know, like there's obviously like it's kind of a big deal right now. Like them pushing with like it, it's kind of being held up right now about being pushed through. It'll eventually get pushed through, but it's like it's being held up right now. with like the whole idea of like, you know, like they probably, if they probably thought it looked bad, like these guys bought Bethesda last year they bought Activision this year. And now they they're buying all these studios up. It's like they're trying to monopolize mm. video games. Like it's, I could see how like PlayStation or any other people can use that against them uh, with the government. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Oh, Kim's had to walk away. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just fascinating. You know, it's like I get like I I if that if that, I mean obviously I don't understand how like the, that business side works and like the whole like you know, like the government and all that, like lawyers, all that lawyer speak. But like, I could see like lawyers using that as like a talking point. Like, Hey, like they bought Bethesda, which obviously Bethesda, a very small thing, grand scheme of things. Uh, but also it's like, Hey, the, the, we bought, uh, now they're buying crystal dynamics. They're going to own all these big franchises and big IPs. Um, that's not good for us. Cause now they're going to, two mayors going to be exclusive. Wolfenstein, doom, call of duty, all these Tony Hawk, all these games can be exclusive now. And it's like, that can look bad, but like, man, it's like, Three hundred fucking million dollars, really? <laughs> fucking pay it. Like, I'll, that's nothing to Microsoft. They make they probably made that in the time it spent it spent me to save three hundred million dollars. They probably just made three hundred million dollars. I don't know. Gibbles, go ahead. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense to me that uh, in regards to the whole aspect of all these studios kind of like being consolidated and like changed and stuff like that. That. Uh, Microsoft did definitely did have a chance in regards to like grab up a couple of these studios, considering that Square was so willing to go forth and cut a lot of these studios pretty much or sell them in regards to making themselves smaller and more akin to what they were going to go through with their focus, which by a couple of different things, it could be NFT games on yeah, top of like different things. Exactly. But... They use that $300 million to make that weird, perfect uh, Project Eve sounding game that's not Project or. Project Eve or what the fuck it's called. Um, yeah. Making an NFT game. Uh, like, Sar, Sar, Sora, me, it's something. Something stupid. That's that's just something 
Yeah, I know. It's like they use their money and stuff to go for them and fund this thing called Project Eve, an NFT kind of yeah. theme, like sort of game and stuff, which was like <sighs> pissed off a lot of gamers, too, because they thought that there was going to be some rumblings of another perfect like Parasite Parasite Eve, Eve not Project Eve. Parasite coming through Eve. because yeah. that whole that whole reference, that Project whole word. Yeah, that whole like uh, freaking game title and stuff was something that could have potentially been inside of that series of a parasite Eve because of the whole reference in regards to uh, a lot of the stuff that happens inside that series. And a lot of it is based upon the definition of the mitochondria, which is like uh, the power base of a cell Mm. in that regard. So it's like, yeah, you had gamers that were pissed off about that with Square Enix and stuff, but uh, yeah, getting all that money from Embracer group and stuff. But, uh, but with all this stuff with IDOS and all the consolidations, everything else, and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it definitely does suck that they're not in its current form to where they could potentially have fulfilled the projects that they were initially going to do. But at the same point and stuff like that, I kind of look at it as this way. It's that the last Deus Ex that released wasn't well-received that divided. much. Yeah, that was... Mankind the, Divided. The game, that was kind of... That game was like... Yeah. That's, that had Square Enix getting involved all over it, where I was like... Remember they had that weird pre-order thing where if X amount of people pre-order it. Like here's all these like they did like that Kickstarter thing where yep. like, if X amount of people pre-order it, then here's all these things. And like the final thing was like, uh, then they had the build your pre-order thing, and like where you can only get certain things. You had to pick certain things from like different tiers. And then like if X amount of people pre-order it, the game will come out. You'll get the game three days early. And then like there was like that whole thing where the re- where the reviews <laughs> went out for the uh, for reviewers, and they hid all the microtransactions that were in the game. Yeah. So when they reviewed the game, they had no idea they were there. So then everybody got pissed off the reviewers because they didn't know that they hit because they hid that from them in the main game. Um, that game would just sound like it, Square Enix like just meddled with that fucking thing. But yeah, this could be the silver lining too, to where without that type of influence on Square Enix, going back to basics for that foundation, you know, for that studio's past in general, you know, they all sex, huge series that uh, they can delve back into in regards to that human revolution. That was fantastic. Mankind divided. That was polarizing. Like you were just stating and a lot of it was handled, but at the same point, you know, if it leads to them getting back to basics and putting out a fantastic day sex game, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, ultimately I'm bummed out a for the, the people that are losing their job, but B yeah. that we're not getting guardians of the galaxy part two. Uh, yeah that's that's a shame that's it for for personally for me that's a big bummer but i get it um but I gave us... that means that game's gonna become a cult classic yes yes <laughs> um yeah i can't wait for like five years from now when someone's like dude have you played guardians of the galaxy I'm like yes i was i bought it day one <laughs> i was there day one that game's fantastic <laughs> um yeah so um yeah i think that's gonna wrap up for this this week guys thank you guys so much for watching uh typically you know, we're recording this late on like kind of earlier in the day on a sunday um, but it's kind of, you know, like I said, we had extra life. So normally we record uh, Saturday evening, kind of late. It's usually like 10, 1030 central time, um, you know, 8, 830 uh, Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast time. So that is normally the time I uh, will, like, you know, like I said, if you look up, you you follow the Twitter account, um, you'll we'll, we'll post on there when we're about to go live. Um, so that way you get a heads up. But if you if you like, follow and subscribe and ring that bell on the YouTube channel, uh, you'll get a you'll get a notice that we're going live as well. So um, do all that. Follow on Apple, Spotify, all those fun things. Uh, Facebook, too. Um, and check us out. We really, really appreciate it. But uh, I was your host. I was Tyler.
And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, take some time out for yourself. Do some relaxing stuff. Hell, play some video games. But most important, but most importantly than all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Let's go get, let's go take a fucking nap. Uh, I'm game, dude. Right. <laughs> Not together, obviously. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>